Hi, everyone. On this episode of the podcast, really happy to have Arlene Short. She's manager outreach and recruitment from Goodwill of Western New York, which is right in our backyard here. And they run a great program called the Good Skills Program. So Arlene gives a nice overview of that program and just all the workforce development implications of how that program brings people into manufacturing. But then we segue in and talk a lot about meaningful work and connecting purpose to products that really inspire people working on the manufacturing of those products. So uh, really depart, a little bit of a departure on the podcast, talking about uh, on the human side, but at the end of the day, it takes people to make products. So I was really happy to bring Arlene on this podcast and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Better Product Solutions Podcast. And I'm really happy to have Arlene Short here. Arlene's title is Manager Outreach and Recruitment, and she works for Goodwill and the Good Skills Program in Buffalo. And the reason I'm excited that you're here is because on the podcast, I've had material suppliers and you know different people that, I would say, provide materials into making products, but we've left out a critical piece, which is the people. The human you, element. Yeah, yeah, human element. Like, you can't make products without people, right? So... It's, it's good to have you on, and I know we're going to talk a lot about goodwill, good skills, because TapeCon's been involved um, with this program, too. So let me give you the softball. Uh, your, tell us about yourself, your role at Goodwill, and the Good Skills program, but maybe just specifically what you're doing at Goodwill right now. So I am the manager of outreach and recruitment, as you said. So my role is to first get out into the community and inform people of what the Good Skills Career Builder Initiative is all about. Mm. Um, and then of course, recruit people into the program. Um, I don't quite like calling it a program because it's very different from anything else that has been presented in the past. But um, for myself, you know, it was uh, a little difficult at first because nobody knew it, what it was at all. And so I just started with the grassroots. I went to a lot of faith-based organizations, went to different nonprofits, um, partnered with a lot of people. And then of course, you know, we, um, success breeds more success. Yeah. So uh, word of mouth was very important in this process uh, for goodwill and good skills career builder to uh, really build its reputation and We've been doing this now for a little over a year, and uh, we've been pretty successful. Well, I mean, just, you know, so, uh, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had the press conference with the congressman here locally celebrating, you know, the Build Back Better grant. Yes. And we just had, just yesterday when I was in the factory here, we had our, I don't know what cohort, like third or fourth third cohort of students here. here. I think it's the third. And I, I was I was giving a factory tour and just talking to one of the students in the program. It's just, I love this program because first of all, there's the supervisor that comes in with them, mm -hmm. but they're vetted and you can go into more detail how they're vetted because sure. I'd like to get into kind of how the beginning, how the beginning of the program starts when they first walk in the door and talk more about the career coach. Because by the time I saw them in the tour, you can tell that they're already interested in a career in manufacturing. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're here um, wondering whether manufacturing is something of exactly. interest to them. Mm -hmm. They've already mentally been calibrated to say, mm -hmm. like, 
I'm ready for a career in, in manufacturing. And I see that as a, a key differentiator in the good skills program, because a lot of times you could be in a attempt to hire model or just bring people in, but they haven't maybe had the the self-discovery or like mm -hmm. the, the, the self-work right. to really kind of choose that, yeah, that's the path I want to do. And now I'm going to go show up exactly. uh, with that in mind. So I'd love to hear, and, and obviously the audience listening, sure. in terms of how, how does that how does that happen, right? Because that, that's a key differentiating activity, I think. Sure. Well, it all begins really um, with the individual taking the initiative to contact us. And we are not called good skills job builder. We're called career builder. And that's very meaningful. So I do the pre-screening. So uh, an individual can go on our website and hit the Good Skills Career Builder on our banner, and it will bring them to um, this uh, page where it says, take the first step. Mm -hmm. And it's just an inquiry. They fill it out, name, phone number, email address, and then it'll come directly to me. And within 48 hours, I'll call them back. And so this is really where it all begins. Um, I ask them some very meaningful questions, and to find out exactly what is their aptitude, their attitude, uh, what are their goals in life, and really are they on the trajectory to change their life. Mm -hmm. Now we serve mainly underemployed and unemployed individuals in our community. And for a lot of people, um, they may have never been asked in their life, what would you like to do? Now we have two offerings, we have tech and we have manufacturing. And uh, manufacturing may not be for everybody, tech may not be for everybody. But you know, we kind of start digging down. What have you done in the past? What makes you fulfilled? And then we kind of like, all right, make a decision with that person. All right, so you want to be in manufacturing, that's fantastic. So at that point we make an appointment with the career coach to do an intake. Part of the intake is a goal setting session. And that goal setting session is to really help somebody, you know, really think about what do I need and where do I want to be in a year, in two, three years. And so we are offering, you know, through your company and through our other employer partners, a life sustaining wage. These are not entry-level positions by any mean. Uh, the skills that they receive through Good Skills Career Builder uh, gets them just above entry-level, and they are the skills that our employer partners ask for. So this is very targeted. There's no wasting time. They're only there for four weeks. I mean, the first week is all about intakes and finishing okay. paperwork, and then they're physically training and in the classroom for three weeks. And within that period of time, very condensed, very comprehensive, you know, they have built the skills, the confidence uh, to really go ahead and make that leap into a career. And what week are they showing up here? Is that the, four, the final week? That's the second week. Okay. So the first week, as I said, is nobody's actually in the building unless they have an appointment with yep. the career coach. So weeks two, three, and four, they're in the building. Mm -hmm. And so 
on the very first day of the second week, they have classroom in the morning. They're learning soft skills, uh, business upskilling, resume writing, resume building, interview practice. In the afternoon, they're doing their hands-on experiential learning. So they come either to your facility here at TapeCon for manufacturing, or our tech people uh, learn the entire e-commerce platform for our uh, shop goodwill. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, in some <laughs> internal system that, that requires a, some technical aptitude. Exactly. But the, I mean, it's a four-week program, so it's not like they're, the expectation from, from my perspective as the employer is they're not going to come in and know everything. I mean, it's only four weeks. Yeah. The, 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 the benefit, of course, is that they're ready, they're ready, willing to learn, and then they come in, they're now an entry-level employee, but now we can upskill them, reskill them with, you know, our own version of training. You know, mm -hmm. we're working on, obviously, an early-stage industrial manufacturing technician apprenticeship mm -hmm. stacked into an advanced apprenticeship for, you know, some of our printing technologies or some of our converting sure. technologies, and so we're trying to build that pathway. So. In that early onset, you said there's two paths. There's like technology, manufacturing, but then they say, okay, I'd be curious to know why manufacturing versus the technology. But once they know manufacturing, then it's my opportunity to obviously showcase the printing and converting industry mm -hmm. and why that maybe is better or different than other manufacturing sectors. Because manufacturing is a big word. There's mm -hmm. all kinds of different sectors. So <clears throat> the passion match, trying to get them uh, passionate or find out whether their passion matches the types of products we're doing here. And that's why we've been talking about me equipping you with like a, a deck or something for mm -hmm. our organization, or I should say the applications that we're solving in the world Correct. with the technologies that we have in house mm -hmm. and whether or not that has a whether that resonates with them in their passion, right? Precisely. So can those conversations are pretty intimate. I mean, you, you mentioned some of the conversations that you're already having with them. Um, how do those conversations go? I mean, are people open to having those conversations and how how much are willing are people willing to open up to try to maybe find what that specific passion is within manufacturing? Because, sure. you know, I mean, you could be manufacturing something that's bad for the environment or manufacturing something that's good for the environment. And some people right. may or may not have a an attachment to that, to the purpose of the product behind it. Right. How do you, how do those conversations happen to try to find that? So that's all involved in, uh, kind of informing somebody that this is not just a job, it's a career. And all of our employer partners do have career paths for these positions that are offered to them. But if, as you said, it all starts with that conversation and they can be very intimate. So there has to be a level of trust. And the person has to feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable because I mean, if you say, you know, I want to be able to, um, in 10 years, build, I don't know, a spaceship, Right. you yeah, know? Yeah, Nobody yeah I should... want to play a part in sending someone Correct. To, the, to, to, a, to a planet we've never discovered or something. Exactly. Yeah, right, sure. Nobody should laugh at that because there is no dream too big. All there is is a different path to get there. Mm -hmm. So we want to encourage them that they can be open with us. And once they are open with us, to never have judgment on what they want to do. So if somebody gets some really large dream, 
Well, it's just going to take a lot more uh, detail in that path to make sure they get there or close. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we can do a lot to help somebody. We remove any uh, social determinants. Uh, we try to help with transportation by giving bus passes. You know, so we can do a lot of easing the process, but ultimately it is up to the participant. It's up to the individual to say, you know what, this is really what I want to do. And I want to feel that I have meaning. Mm -hmm. You know, long time ago, man got past the idea of just surviving. And once you are able to get past just surviving paycheck to paycheck, well, then you have the opportunity to dream. Mm -hmm. And that's also something that this offers to somebody. You're going to be able to get a wage now that is going to help you support yourself and your family. And now you can really start thinking, what is my purpose? Mm -hmm. And if I'm in a manufacturing company that says, uh, for instance, is printing on IV pumps, you know, like TapeCon does. Mm -hmm. This is an actual thing that is helping mankind. And so when you give somebody the actual purpose behind what they're doing, it inevitably helps them feel purposeful. And that is really, I think, what every person wants, to feel that they have a purpose in life. And whether it be, um, you know, I'm going to be the best barber in the world or I'm going to be the best nurse in the world, whatever it is, when you feel that you have matched your own experience, your own um, inner needs to a purpose, well, you can then just grow as an individual. And in turn, you are... A, the kind of person who people want to be near mm -hmm. and you have the opportunity to teach other people and to help them realize that the reason you are so happy is because you found your purpose. Yeah, and you can have, you know, you could be working for a great employer and there's a lot of great employers. Absolutely. And you could have good compensation, a nice career pathway, but still lack maybe the purpose of maybe what's behind what you're producing. And I think mm -hmm. that's really what I'm kind of centered on. Obviously, obviously if we can, we, sh we show application showcases at our monthly all hands meeting where we try to explain not just the product that we're making, but explain to our employees where the product goes and who the ultimate end user is and how it benefits their life. You know what exactly. I mean? And so sometimes we can talk to our customers who might be the brand owner and they're actually selling into the final, into the actual ultimate end user. And we can learn from them, well, what is this actually doing in the world? And we try to kind of bring that back in our organization and explain it. Because, I mean, you know, we, we only have limited lifespans, right? So it's like you live, you live your yes. life and you, and, you, and you don't want to be on this career pathway. Then look back and say, I really wasn't passionate about the product. When I did. The yeah. products that I was actually sure. producing, you know. But the, and, and this podcast is kind of targeted toward product teams, like people that are designing, launching, improving a product. And, and you and I have had this conversation, but it's, but it's like, there's the benefits of, what is the benefit of people knowing that information behind the product? I mean, the retention, you know, the, you'd think that you'd retain them and that they'd have an extra gear 
beyond mm -hmm. like just the basic stuff because they're now feeling personally invested behind what the product's doing, mm -hmm. not just personally invested in, you know, the me meeting the technical specifications mm -hmm. of the product, which is the requirements of the job. Yes. Have you seen um, any examples of people that that, or, or any any examples of people that have really, that's that was really a, a deciding factor. Like, yes, I want to be over here because of the because of what that company stands for or what the product stands for specifically. Uh, absolutely, uh, we. Uh, just had our Pathways celebration dinner, and part of that uh, was to, you know, recognize and honor some of our past participants who have gone on to be very successful, and not just successful in the fact that you know they've gotten a good job, but successful in the fact that they feel that they are part of something. Mm -hmm. They are extremely joyful in their job. Now, I don't know, but you don't see that very often. And for me personally, that is my goal, mm -hmm. to help people find purpose behind what they're doing. And when you can match what your purpose is to what you are ultimately going to work every day, and like you said, it kind of gives you that investment in what mm -hmm. you're doing, we have this wonderful young lady named Roberta and she was in our manufacturing cohort and she went on to get a manufacturing position and when uh, we did little videotapes of each of these participants yep. at work and everything and um, I never seen anyone so happy right. to be at work right. uh, she feels like she's important she feels like she has skin in the game. And I mean, to see the change in her was just miraculous. Mm -hmm. You know, she didn't have a lot of, oh, I don't want to say hope, I guess, at the beginning. Yeah. And through this process, she really just kind of opened up a whole new attitude and a whole new confidence in herself mm -hmm. uh, it was just magical yeah it, but it's up to the employer to transparently share their mission to the employee absolutely and, and kind of bring them on board right i mean as i'm just hearing all this reflecting as a from a manufacturer's perspective we get design specifications you know from customers and it has all the de technical details yeah. of how to make the product but it lacks um in that specification you know, really what the end use purpose of that product and what, how it helps improve the lives of others or does something in the world that, you know, makes that product important, you know? Right. In the purpose specification side. So not only a technical specification, but having a purpose specification so that the brand owner can communicate those details up their supply chain and, and enable the workers who are working on their product mm -hmm. to catch an extra gear of energy um, because they know that the product matters. And Precisely. I have to imagine that there's implications for productivity, quality, you know, just retention of the workforce that cares about the products that they're Absolutely. making versus being just completely disenfranchised or, you know, it's just a, it's just a whatever, you know what I mean? Right. So. When we were talking uh, previously, 
when you can express to somebody <clears throat> at the end of all of this, you have saved thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of food product, mm -hmm. but as well, you've saved people from becoming ill and, you know, uh, it helps keep prices lower, uh, helps people afford, you know, to buy this product. So when you come out uh, not in the back end of explaining what this product is that you're going to be manufacturing for somebody else, but right from the beginning, mm -hmm. this is a product that is going to help us change this. It's going to improve this. And you should all feel very proud that you are able to be a part of this change that we're making. So when a manufacturer or, you know, people who are designing new products come up with, like you said, the design aspects of it, but also coming up with, how can I um, explain this product in a way that it's going to encourage the people to feel some kind of connection to this? Mm -hmm. And when people feel connected to the end result, they, of course, like you said, they, they step things up. They feel invested. And you don't leave a job when you feel that what you do is important yep. and that you are recognized for what you do, not only through, uh, you know, doing a, a good job, but knowing that when that product goes out there and you've done it right, that it's meaningful. Yep. Something happens. Something good happens. And it may be something in a different way that not everybody notices, but that cumulative effect of something being improved, I mean, what, what better thing can you do than go to work and know at the end of the day that you've helped your fellow man? Mm-hmm. So I just had the, the first chill on my podcast. You just gave me a chill <laughs> on that speech. So, I mean, I, I obviously, I think it's awesome that you're at the front end of um, vetting or I should say encouraging vetting and qualifying people exactly. to come in to this pipeline we call, you know, workforce, workforce development, workforce pipeline that ultimately, you know, leads to some of the factories here locally um, that are doing some pretty cool things. So... Thank you. Um, is there anything else that you want to add? I guess we're, I'm kind of moving to wrap up. Um, is there anything else that you want to maybe add um, to close or anything in terms of the Goodwill program, good skills, or anything else we've been talking about? Just that um, for our audience specifically, uh, keep that in mind that your product has a purpose. And when you share that purpose, you help people who are making your product feel encouraged. And when people have that connection and they feel that they're doing something important, they're going to do the best job that they can. And you always want the people who are making your product to feel proud of what they're doing because you, pro you want your product to go out perfectly. Mm -hmm. So that has to be mindfulness of what that purpose is and to relay that purpose to, uh, you know, yeah. up the chain. Up the chain, yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, I know that, you know, I personally have made workforce development like a priority for building up, you know, our, making our talent pipeline sustainable. 
and Goodwill has been a great partner. We thank you. And so I know it's going to continue. So Arlene, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. The Better Products Podcast is about educating product teams about new materials and new technologies, all in the custom material converting and printed electronic space to help them design and build better products. So in this podcast, I'm hoping to give wide-ranging conversations with various people throughout the industry and just bring a lot of good content to the table. So if you're interested in learning more about the industry, materials, processes, how to improve uh, products if you're on a product team, or just general know-how of what the heck is going on in this industry, then subscribe to the podcast and get ready for some more really good episodes as I bring in some great guests. Thanks. Thanks.